0: الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى Today we're going to start the essential course with the subject aqeedah we're not going to do a book it's only meant to be an introduction to aqeedah what does mean and what are the stages and the development and the formation that aqidah went through inshaAllah ta'ala the class is going to be an interaction. So in any time, if you feel that you haven't understood a point that I've said, you're more than happy, you're more than welcome, inshallah ta'ala, to ask, inshallah ta'ala. I'll be standing up a lot of the time, writing on the board, every point that I say, I will write, inshallah. But I first write in Arabic, and then I'll write in English. Reason is because if I do define or translate a word and somebody here inshaAllah has a better translation, we can benefit from one another inshaAllah. The class is going to be on these two points inshaAllah today. We're going to take Ta'arif al-Aqeedah. What does Aqeedah mean? What's the definition of Aqeedah? And the second Taala is... It's going to be الاخرى, other names that are given to the science, Aqeedah. Is it only known as Aqeedah or does it have other names? That's all we're going to take today. Let's start with the first one, which is the definition of Aqeedah. What is the definition of Aqeedah? I want you to all understand something very important. Anything that you define, whatever it may be, there's always a linguistic definition and there's a technical definition. Remember this. Every single thing that is defined, there is always a linguistic definition and there is a what? A technical definition. For example, What's the linguistic definition of Salah? Is there anything I know? <laughs> salah. Linguistically, not in the, in the religion. To connect. Huh? To connect. To connect. To connect. No. Dua. Dua. The Arabs used to use this word Salah before the Prophet came, before Islam came, they used to use this word Salah. It had a meaning for them. The word Salah meant to the Arabs... Supplication. It merely dua. That's the linguistic usage of the word. But when Islam came, it added things on to the definition. So it is dua, but it's not only dua. There is standing, there's rukuh, there's sujood. The du'as are done at a particular place. Are we all together? So this is vital to understand. Everything has a linguistic meaning and a technical meaning. So first of all, what we're going to do, inshallah is we're going to take the definition of aqeedah in the language, According to the Arabic language, what does the word aqida mean, linguistically? According to the Arabs, what do they use as the word aqeedah? After following up the word aqeedah I have come to the conclusion that Aqeedah does not leave four definitions. There's only four usages that the Arabs used it in. Remember this, okay? So there are four usages of the word Aqeedah in the Arabic language. We're going to go through one after the other. And it's in the notes that were given to you. The first one is, the first usage from the four usages is. Ar-rab-tu. Okay, laam, ra ba, and ta al what does al rabtu mean? It means to tie something, to make a knot. In the Arabic language, the word al-aqeeda, in the Arabic language is four usages only, four. The Arabs use it in one of these four. The first one is al it's to tie something, tie tie something. Take a rope and you tie it with another rope. The Arab says, that's It's the same word, Are we all together? That's the first usage. That's the first usage. What's the first usage? A to tie something. The second usage is Ahd. Al-Ahd. What does that mean? A covenant. Allah used it in the Quran. Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَوْفُوا أَوْفُوا بِالْعُقُودِ عُقُود عُقُود in that ayah comes from the word عَقِيدَ Oh, those of you who believe, fulfill the covenants that you made. So the second usage for the word Aqeedah in the Arabic language is what? Ahd Promise Covenant That you make is Aqeedah That's the second usage according to the Arabs That's how they use it The third usage Is Al-Mulazamah Is to be consistent with something To be consistent in something And continuous in something And to not stop it The Arabs they use the word Aqt As mulazama Continuation, consistency That's the third usage that they use The fourth one is At-tawqid, emphasis fourth one is a tokeed emphasis and that's the one that's used that's the one that is used when it comes to marriage act we've just done an act in this transaction or this act in marriage it's tokeed emphasis that you're going to fulfill your side of the promise so according to the arabs Aqeedah means these four rabtu al Al-Ahdu, al-Mulazama, and Al-Tawqeed Before we move on Does everybody understand that point? This is the Arabs What they mean by Al-Aqeedah Does that make sense? Is that crystal clear to everybody? Does everyone here understand? Now we're going to move on to the second type of definition Which is what? The the technical definition. Here we mean technical according to the Sharia. So how does the Sharia use it? The Sharia has two usages of the word al aqeedah So again, this was logatan, and the second one is called what? Istilahan. Istilahan. Naam. Istilahan means what? Technically According to the sharia What does it mean? The sharia uses the word "aqidah In a general usage And a specific usage Am and خاص In the sharia There's a general usage And there's a specific usage so what do we say? Istilahun عام istilah khas. The sharia uses it in two ways. The language is how much? Four. But in the Sharia it's used in what? Two usages. The first one is general, which is Am. And the second one is Khas. Am means what? Aqeedah is used for Islam and also Aqeedah is used for anything that's not Islam as well the Buddhists we say they are Aqeedah the Christians we say they are Aqeedah the Jews we say they are Aqeedah this is the general usage Aqeedah tul Nasara, the Aqeedah of the Christians Aqeedah tul Yehud, the belief of the Jews That's, that's the general usage are we all together? The second usage is specific to Islam The second usage is what? It's specific to what? Specific to Al-Islam And it means The following The six articles of faith Does everyone here know the six articles of faith? The second usage is specific to Islam and it means the six articles of faith. And billahi, wa 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 everyone knows here that right? The six articles of faith. Are we all together, brothers? And three extra things here now. What are the three extra things? The issue pertaining to Al-Iman. What does Iman mean? And its definition. Are we all together? That's Aqeed according to the Sharia. What does Iman mean? When does a person become a Mu'min? When does does the Iman increase? What makes the Iman increase? When does the Iman reduce? They speak about it in books of Aqeedah, right? As-Sahaba, companions. And their status Second one is what? As-Sahabas And the companions And that which is pertaining to them And the third one is al imama The Muslim leader And the relationship between the people and the leader And obeying and listening and submitting Those three are dealt with in what? Books of Aqida. If you study books of aqeedah, what do you learn? The six articles of faith. And tumina Bilahi, what does it mean? wa what does it mean? wa what does it mean? All the six articles of faith. Once you finish that, at the ending, they add these three to it. What does iman mean? Al-imanu qawlun wa'amalun taati wa Iman is speech. Its actions. It increases and it decreases. The companions... Are they all the same? Do they have different levels? How should we be towards the companions? Are the companions infallible? They don't do mistakes? Or do they do mistakes? All of that, Ahlul Sunnah, they deal with it in books of i'tikad. Third one is the issue of Imama, the Muslim leader. How should the people be towards him? What are the responsibilities that the people have towards him? And etc. All three of those are also dealt in books of aqeedah. Are we all together? This is the specific type of usage. Are we all together? And the general type of usage is what? The aqeedah of every belief and every group. Does that make sense? What we've now done, walillah, alhamdulillah, minnah is we've what? We've defined... We fulfilled the first part of today's class Which is what? To define It's to define Aqeedah Before we move on to the next one Which is going to be the longest one Has everybody understood? Can I Okay, repeat it? So let me say this again Aqeedah is to Its definition is linguistically and what? That's not just for Aqeedah brothers it's not specific to aqidah only It's anything Everything in the Sharia that's used Any term in the Sharia that you use There's a technical And there's also a linguistic definition for it Well we all together You have to know both What's the linguistic usage And also what's the Technical usage Well, the scholars they say To place a ruling on something What do you first have to do you have to know the things. You have to know the definition of that thing. الحكم على شيء فرع فرع To place a ruling on something. First of all, you have to know what it is. Are we all together? How can you say my is right if you don't know what aqeedah means? You have to know what it means. What's his definition? What does Aqeedah want from you? What do you study in aqeedah What is the difference between aqeedah and fiqh? Are we all together? So aqeedah You have to understand it linguistically And you also have to understand it technically It's not enough to know it linguistically You have to know when the sharia came used that word But what did it mean by it? It's important that you understand it So We found that linguistically The word aqeedah It means four things ar Which means to tie something to get a rope, tie it That tying that you're doing Is called act. Number two Al-Ahd Ahd is a covenant And a promise that you're making Al-Mulazimah means what? To be consistent and continuous with something, right? And the third, fourth one is what? Consistent and continuation Who can see a pattern that's here? There's a pattern here. The pattern is, Aqeed was used linguistically in two meanings, really. Something that's ma'nawi. I don't want to go too too heavy. I just want to show you something very important. And something which is hissi. What does it mean? To tie something is tangible. Something you can see, right? Somebody ties something in front of you. Can you not see it? Can you not touch it? So something you can touch, it's tangible. Can you touch a covenant and a promise that a person made? So this is ma'nawi, but it's tying a promise. All of them are tying something. Are we all together? But some are tangible, some are not tangible. Mulazama means you're connecting yourself to somebody or something. You're tying yourself to something. It's not tangible. Are we all together? A tawqid emphasis, you're tying a promise and a... That you're going to stick to this contract that you're making with this person. But again, it's not tangible. Are we all together? So, the only one that's hissi is a rabd And the other four are some things that you're tying, but they are not tangible. Are we all together? Some of the aymatul luga, like Ibn Faris and others in his kitab, al maqayisul luga, it's a big dictionary book. He only says that it's only this usage either hissi or ma'nawi. That's a side benefit. Then we said technically technically the word Aqida means a general usage and a what? A specific usage. So general and a a specific. The general usage I said it means the belief of every group. It's the belief of every group. Whatever any group believes, that's the Aqeida al Buddiya. Nasara. Aqidah <laughs> al-Yahud, whatever somebody brings, it's the aqidah, that's the general usage. But there's a specific usage, like today when you were coming here and you were saying to yourself, "I'm going to study aqidah," you were talking about the general usage or the specific usage. A specific usage. You mean aqidah al-Islam I'm learning, sah? And it means these six, so the articles of faith, which is Atu You study that in the Aqeedah. What does it mean to believe in Allah? What does it actually mean to believe in the angels? What does it mean to believe in the books? What does it actually mean to believe in the messengers, the day of judgment? What does it mean to believe in the Qaba and the Qadr? The good of it and the bad of it. What does it actually mean? You study that in the books of Aqeedah. Are we all together? Once the scholars They finish talking about that This is called Mulhaq Mulhaq means They connect it To the ending Of books of Aqeedah The reason why They did that The scholars Is because They were coming out Groups So they wanted To explain The creed In which the Prophet Was upon And the companions To stay away from These people Who are coming So the issue of Iman The first deviated group Came the Khawarij So the scholars and the companions and every They had to explain what Iman means Because they were taking the people out of the religion straight away And they would say you're not a believer You're a disbeliever So the scholars and the people of knowledge They, they said okay you know what Iman needs to be defined And when does a person exit Iman are so we all together And then the Shia came regarding the companions So then scholars wrote books on The companions and their status And then imama, The Mu'tazila came Wanted to go against the leader If he'd done anything Go against the uprise So they wrote books Are we all together? All of that Was caught up on the books of a'tiqad Because groups were coming Does that make sense? Are we all on the same page? So this is aqeedah And this is Any book of aqeedah that you open That's what you're going to study from it These six With these three How much does that make? Nine points of i'tiqad that you study Are we all together brothers? Can we now move on to the second point? Yeah? Has everyone understood? Are we all, to, are we all on the same page? Does any, anyone have any question? No one Are you all sure? Because oh, I'm going to ask questions later Okay, now we're going to go into what part now? we've, Alhamdulillah, we've defined aqeedah. Logatan, wastilaat. Linguistically and what? And technically. We're now going to move on to. This subject is not only known as aqeedah, it's not known only as. Oh, it's got other names. So we're now going to move on. Other names given to aqeedah. Before I move on, there's three points that are very relevant that I have to mention. Are we all together? One. Point number one. This is important points. So you just write this as what? Three important points. Number one. As to mean those six points that we mentioned here and those nine Is not used in the Quran Nor is it used in the Sunnah The Quran and the Sunnah Use the word Aqeedah linguistically only Only those four four, four that we said Are we all together? So the word Aqeedah In the Quran And in the Sunnah It didn't use it as the six articles of faith and the, nine, and the other three that we mentioned The nine that we just mentioned The nine that I mentioned here Do you remember? The Quran didn't use it like that Nor did the sunnah The Quran only used the Linguistic meaning Are we all together? Either al-Rabtu, Which was the first one that we mentioned Or al-ahdu Or al-tawqid Or al Mulazama. So you won't find akida. That term in the Qur'an Nor would you find that term in the sunnah In that way That's point number one I'm coming to a point inshallah I want you to understand Point number two The sahabas and the tabi'een And the tabi'u tabi'een Did not use that term Aqeedah like that So the sahabas didn't The Tabi'in didn't And the tabi'u tabi'een didn't So that's the second point the third point is, who was the first to use it? Yeah? The first person to use it was the noble Imam Abu Hatim al Razi. An Imam Abu Hatim al Razi who died the year 320 something. He was the first person to coin this term, as to mean the belief and the core articles of faith for the believer. And then after him came Great imams Like Abu Qasim Hibatullah Al-Lalakaiy Al-Imam Abu Qasim al Taymiyyu In his kitab Al-Hujjah Bayani And also Al-Imam al bayhaqi You have all of that written on your notes It's all written for you They came And what did they, what did they do? They used that term And ever since after that The term Aqeedah was used in that way does everybody understand this? The Qur'an like, uses another term And the Sunnah uses another term Which is the term Al-Iman The Qur'an and the Sunnah uses what term? Al-Iman Now I want you to understand the point Scholars they say La mushahata. La fi It's not a problem if you ignore the word aqeed And you use the word Iman لا, Because they both mean the same the reality is is what's after it. Are we all together? You don't get closer to Allah by the term aqeedah Okay? What is it that the scholars want from Ilakin? It? It's the in your heart, what are you connecting? Because remember the word عقيدة, what does it mean? It's what you connect in your that tying that you're doing, that Rabd, you're tying your heart, a belief. That's all that matters to them. The term ignore it if you want to. Use iman if you want. But what the concept behind it is what they're looking at. Are we all together? Does that make sense? That's important. You won't find sometimes in the Sharia, but the scholars used it Takrib to get it close to you. If you study grammar, you study mubtada Khabar, Fi'il, Fa'il. You're not going to find that in the Quran or on the Sunnah, are you? But it's to get science close to you that's an important point that i want you to all understand inshallah ta'ala let's now go on to the second point which is al al-ukhra al al other names that are given to ilm al that the scholars gave other names that the scholars that the scholars gave the first one is at the first one is what? It's a Tawheed. What does Tawheed actually mean? It comes from the verbal noun. The verbal noun in Arabic, which is Wahada. Wahada. You Comes from that word. Wahada. Yuwahidu Tawhidan comes from that verbal noun of Wahhada. Does that make sense? That's the root word that it comes from. What does it mean? To make Allah one. That's what it means? Linguistic it means sorry, linguistically, what does it mean? It means one. To make something one. That's what it means in the Arabic language. For example, Sorry, before I go, Tawheed stands on two pillars. What does it stand on? Two pil- pillars. Without these two pillars, this is not called tawhid. If one of those pillars are missing, this is not called a tawhid. What is it? Isbat and Nafi. What does is Isbat and Nafi mean? It means negation, and affirmation negation of what ma <inaudible> illa no one entered except zayd oh uh, sorry this is yeah back. this is negation and this is affirmation okay i was just testing you guys it's bad is what <laughs> it's that affirmation. And nefi is negation, to negate something. These are the two pillars that it stands on. In other words, what we're saying in tawhid is what? Ibadah, worship, it's for nobody. That's the negation. Hey, except Allah affirmation. You see that? So you can't just say, worship is for Allah. That's just affirmation. Worship. Is for Allah Is not Tawheed You haven't still come with tawhid. What do you have to say? Worship is not for anyone Except Allah You have to negate it from everything else And then affirm it for who? For Allah Does that make sense? Those are the two pillars it stands on Nephew Wa isbat ithbat means affirmation And nephew means negation Now the question here is, what is it that we single Allah with? Can we single him? That's no doubt. We negate everything else and we specify something for him. But what is it that we negate from? Other things? And we only specify for him. What is it that we give to him alone? Yeah? Huh? Worship, hey? Is that it? Lordship, hey? Is that it? Three things the scholars they say When we're affirming something for Allah Alone Him alone No one else They say it's three things Number one is what? You are singling Allah In the actions that Allah does Allah has actions He does things He creates He provides He sustains Those actions that He does Allah Azza wa Jal What do we do? We single him in it We don't give it to anyone Allah is the only creator Allah is the only sustainer Allah is the only provider We're singling Allah in what? Uh, not worship Lordship I want to make it easy because Some people don't even understand the term Lordship or rububiyah They don't understand it It's singling Allah in the actions Allah does Does that make sense? That's the first one which in simple terms is called Rububiyah Rububiyah means Allah's actions What does Rububiyah mean? The actions Allah does Subhanahu wa ta'ala We single Him in it We don't give that actions to anyone That's Rububiyah The second one is what? al uluhiya. What's uluhiya? The actions that you do You, cre- you makhluk You the created one You're singling Allah in your actions Which is when you pray Who do you pray for? Only Him When you fast Who do you fast for? Only Him When you slaughter Who do you slaughter for? Only Him You single Allah in what? In your actions What you do You don't associate partners with Him in that That's the what? That's the second What's the third? Allah has names And He has attributes you don't give anyone those names that he has. Ar-Rahman is his name. The characteristics that's in it is what? Ar-Rahman, mercy. There's no one who's merciful like Allah. Are we all together? And the third one is Allah's names and attributes. These are the three that you do to in One more time. In the actions that Allah does, His rububiyah, you single him in it. If somebody asks you, who creates? Allah alone creates. Who sustains? Allah alone sustains. Who provides? Allah alone provides. Who governs and controls the universe? Allah alone does. That's singling Allah in what? In the actions that He does subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second part is what? The actions that you commit. If you've now affirmed Allah is the only one who created you. Allah is the only one who provides for you. Allah is the one who sustains you. Now worship Him alone then Are we all together? Am I making sense here? Worship Him alone وَلِذَلِكَ This is where Kuffar of Quraysh and Nabi Muhammad This is where everything went separate Kuffar of Quraysh singled Allah in the actions Allah does They did that They said Allah is the creator Allah yeah, he's the sustainer Allah is the only provider but when they were told, okay, worship him alone, they'll say, No. No, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not. Are we all together, brothers? So they didn't come with uluhiyah. That's what they didn't come with. Sahih. Are you all together, brothers? The third one is what? Allah has names. He has names. And each name Every single name There is a characteristics in it Each name there is a what? Each name there is a There is a characteristics in it Jazakallah Pay attention to that Allah how many names do we know that He has? See how I asked that question I didn't say how many names does Allah have? I said how many names of Allah do we know that He has? 99 is what we know Those are not only His names he has got more than that but these are the 99 that we know. Each of those 99 are not just names. What are they? Characteristics are in it. Ar-Rahman has a characteristics in it. What's the characteristics in it? Ar-Rahman is merciful. So we affirm the name and the attribute for Him. And we single Him in it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does everybody understand this? Has everyone understood this? Now we've understood the first name that's a synonym of Aqeedah, what is it? A Tawheed. Do we now know what Tawheed means? I'm going to now mention books that are written in tawhid. Classic books, okay? From those books are, again, it's in your notes, Taala is the kitab written by Ibn Manda. Ibn Manda has a kitab called Kitab Tawhid, And he means by it Aqeedah. Ibn Khuzayma has a kitab called what? Ibn Khuzayma Ibn Khuzayma has a kitab called Kitab Tawheed He is using the name Tawheed But what does he mean? Aqeedah It's a synonym It's interchangeably used You can call it Tawheed if you want You can call it Aqeedah if you want Are we all together? What's the second name that is given to Tawheed? Uh, Sorry Aqeedah The second name that is used for aqidah, al-din. The term usuluddin is used. So the second name is what? Usul. Usuluddin is also a, a term used for aqidah. What is it used for? It's used for Aqeedah. So, some scholars they don't call it Aqeedah. They call it din. Some scholars, what do they call it? Tawheed. And some people, scholars, what do they call it? So, if you hear Aqeedah, Tawheed, and din, they are interchangeably used. What are they? They're all used. If you say, I'm now studying Tawheed, no problem. If you say, I'm studying Aqeedah, no problem. If you say, I'm studying din, no problem. It means the same. Usul al is compounded of two words. One, which is usul, and the second one is what? Din. Usul is Mayyubna ala al It's a foundation. Whatever is built upon it. So usul means foundation. A din, what does it mean? Huh? Din means. What does din mean? Huh? It means religion. That's technically. What's, what does it linguistically mean? Huh? Huh? Way. Deen. Uh, yeah. who, who, any other. What does deen mean linguistically? Huh? Faith. That's technically. Linguistically. Recompense. Linguistically. Nope. Huh? Islam. That's, lingu- that's technically. Remember, everything has a. Arabs were using the word Deen before the word Islam came so What did they mean? No? Deen comes from the word Khudu' The Arabs would say al-ardu"? The earth Humbled itself When it was walked on Are you with me? And then the word Deen Linguistically To the Arabs What does it mean? to Humble Soften Huh? Humility, humbleness. That's what it linguistically meant according to the Arabs. So when you become a Muslim, what do you do? Submission, right? That's what it means. wa Does that make sense? Again, brothers, I really ask of you all, every term that you see, look for the linguistic and the technical meaning. It's important. Sah. Give time. What does it mean linguistically? What were the Arabs saying before this? And now that the Sharia came, what did it call it? Are we all together? You start to learn a lot. Like in the Sharia, what does it mean? <todic language> following Allah, everything which He commanded you to do. And, ما <todic language> And stay away from that which He prohibited you. And to believe in everything He informed you Those are the three Obeying Him in w- what He told you to do Staying away from what He told you to stay away from And believing in everything He told you That's what Islam means I mean, That's what deen means to us That's a side point So again The word usul deen is the second Thing that's used For aqeedah We mentioned tawheed, we're now mentioning what? usul deen is compounded of what? Two words The first one is what? Usul The singular is what? Asal Usul is plural Asal is singular What does asal mean? Foundation What does deen mean? Three things Just told you right now What does deen mean? Three things Following everything Allah commanded you to do Allah told you to do this Okay The second one is Stay away from everything Allah told you to stay away from The third one is, believing in everything Allah told you. Allah told you about Day of Judgment, you haven't seen it yet, believe it. Allah told you about angels, you haven't seen it, believe it. Allah told you what has already happened about Musa, and Fir'aun existed, believe it. That's what deen means. You come with those three. Are you with me? Does that make sense? Now we're going to move on. Who was the first to use the word Deen? And say it. it's called Aqidah means Usuluddin. They say the first to use it was Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah. They say Imam Shafi'i was the first. Rahimahullah ta'ala. The last one that we're going to take, inshaAllah ta'ala, before we go for the question and answers, is the third one today. We're going to take is Sunnah. What are we going to say? The third one is Sunnah. Sunnah is used at aqidah Before I move on sunnah I forgot to mention Books that are written in usul al With that title Al-Ibana Written by Abil Hassan al-Ash'ari And also Al-Ibana al sughra Written by who? Ibn Battah al-Aqburi It's in your notes, right? Is all of this not on your notes? Huh? The answers we're gonna the whole point is to discuss the answers, inshaAllah ta'ala. Like in the kitab is Al Usuluddin written by Abil Hassan al-Ashari. He has a kitab called Al Ibana Fi Usul Dyan. Abil Hassan al-Ash'ari. So he used the term Usul-Deen. Who also used it? A scholar by the name of Ibn battah Al Aqburi, Rahimawla Uqburi. Rahimahullah. He also has a book on and the term Usul الدين he has a kitab called Al Ibana as well عن أصول الدين like Abu al-Hasan Ash'ari same name but it's well known as إبانة الصغرى also Abu Hatim al-Razi has a kitab called أصول السنة والديانة which is known as عقيدة الرازيين okay has everyone understood that? we're now going to move on to the last one today inshallah ta'ala that we need to know which is interchangeably used, a synonym of what? Al What What is it? A sunnah. The term a sunnah is used as aqidah Again, mashaAllah, who knows what sunnah means linguistically? Yeah? It means way. Good. Any other person know any other word? Path. That's correct. Tariq, path now. Huh? A tradition, mashaAllah and We have two, hey? Huh? Guidance. The Arabs when they use the word sunnah in the language three usage. Sunnah means linguistically according to the Arabs before Islam came three meanings the first one is masluka the path that's taken tul-masluka, the, take, the path that you take or a path is called Sunnah a Sunnah is called a path that's one we've heard it Allah Mubarak the second one is sira, a person's biography is their Sunnah Sunnah is seerah, biography Are we all together? Seerah, biography Linguistically is sunnah Third one is As our brother mentioned over there Al-adatu <coughs> If something happens And it never changes And this is what's always happening This is a sunnah As Allah said in the Quran Sunnah Allah this is the sunnah of Allah He doesn't change it It's the way that Allah does things Subhanahu wa ta'ala When he talks about how he destroys nations When they disobey him When Allah spoke about the prophets What did he say? Sunnah qad This is the sunnah of what? Those who came before So when a nation go against Allah's command And they disobey Allah What does Allah do? He brings a punishment This is the sunnah of Allah we say mean this is the norms and the things that norms. Those are the three meanings that the Arabs use the word as sunnah. Does that make sense? The first one was what? الطريقة المسلوكة. Second one is what? السيرة. Third one is العادة التي لا تتخلف ولا تتبدل. Which one in Arabic? So now we've learnt the word sunnah linguistically. What does it mean technically? Oh, this is a problem now. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. Sunnah is used technically by different scholars of different fields. Are we all together? The scholars in the religion are different fields, right? Different fields. Like the scholars who deal with fiqh. When they use the word sunnah They mean what? The opposite of wajib Meaning You don't really have to do it As a lot of us Know it as Don't really have to do it So if somebody comes up to you and says "Ah, This is sunnah Oh Allahumma barik. So I don't have to do it That one is according to Only one group of scholars who mean that Who is it? Huh? The fuqaha the jurists, when they say sunnah, and you're reading a fiqh book. And brothers, this is very important. Based on learning the definition of words, when you open a particular science, you know what these people mean it. So we look together. It's one word. Sunnah means different in different sciences. So when you're reading fiqh, what do you need to do? understand? That fiqh means something to these people. But you're reading the aqeedah book, and the word sunnah is mentioned. Are you going to say it's the opposite of wajib? It's not the opposite of wajib Are we all together? So it's important that you learn Definition of words well, One of the biggest reasons Why people become corrupt Is because of not defining a term correctly And we're living at a time When terms need to be defined first Before a discussion is opened What's the definition of that word According to you? Are we all together? So sunnah Linguistically mean something And then Istilah And technically Each scholar Of different sciences They define it differently The scholars Who deal with fiqh Halal and haram They use the word Sunnah As to be the opposite of what Wajib The opposite of obligation Meaning They say that Sunnah means If you do it You get rewarded And if you leave it You will not get punished does that make sense? That's according to the fuqaha. But according to the scholars of i'tiqad and the scholars of aqidah, the story is different. They mean the opposite of bid'ah. The opposite of what? Innovation. They mean the opposite of what? Innovation. So one of books of aqidah, when you read, this is a sunnah. They mean this is the way the Prophet did it And anything other than this is an innovation Not that you can do it No you can't Are we all together? So again Fuqaha Sunnah is the opposite of what? Wajib Scholars of Aqeedah The Sunnah is the opposite of what? Bid'ah another, another group of scholars They're called the Usuliyin Those who deal with a subject called Usulul Fiqh what are they called? Usuliyin They deal with a topic called usulul fiqh When they say sunnah They mean mazdar talaqi Where do you take a religion from? As in the Quran and Sunnah and Ijma' and Qiyas al They mean mazdar al-talaqi Where you take a religion from Usuliyin use the word sunnah In that context Where you take a religion from Does that make sense? Scholars of fiqh, they refer to it as anything that's opposite to wajib. And the scholars of aqidah, sunnah is the opposite of what? Bid'ah. Does that make sense? When the Prophet said, Alaykum bi sunnati upon you is my sunnah. What does he mean here? Does he mean the only voluntary things that we need to do? The Prophet used the word sunnah. What did he say? Alaykum. Aleikum bisunnati. No, he means my speech, my actions are upon you. My way of life, the way I was is upon you. Are we all together? And what I believed, you have to believe. Does that make sense? We've now inshallah ta'ala tackled these points. Now, inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to take questions from you all. Faddal, what's the question? Usuliyin is the mazdaru talaqi. Mazdaru talaqi means what? The source in which you take your religion from. Where do we take our religion from when we're. only? Four places we take our religion from, right? Quran, Al-Kitab, and then As-Sunnah, and al and Al-Qiyas, Al-Sahih, Al-Sahih, kitab As-Sunnah, Al-Qiyas, al So when the as say As-Sunnah, what do they actually mean? They mean one of the places that you take your religion from. One of the four places which you take your religion from. Are we all together? Is dhuhr wajib? Yeah, Is dhuhr obligatory? Do you have to pray dhuhr? Do we have to pray dhuhr? What about, is there a difference of opinion on this issue? Huh? So this is ijma. No one can go against it. No one can come and say, I looked at the Qur'an and it doesn't clearly show that dhuhr is wajib or not. We say, this mas'ala is mujma'un alī, Consense. From the time of the campaign till today There's a unanimous agreement That Salatul Dhuhr is wajib And that you have to pray Are we all together? So Ijma'a closes the door of anyone saying I looked at the Qur'an And I looked at the Sunnah And for me it doesn't seem that way No, no, no Once there comes a consent There's no path open for you Are we all together? Because Allah said الرَّسُولَ مِن بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَىٰ that's another discussion. We're not studying Usulul fiqh or fiqh right now, we're studying Aqeedah. Any other question? Aqeedah. <laughs> so, what did we say Aqeedah? What does it actually mean? It means To connect and believe in your heart Allah The angels The six articles of faith And the three that we mention here That you tie these concepts in your heart How the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah documented it in their books Are we all together? Which they took from the Qur'an and the Sunnah Say that again According According to the scholars of a'atikad Sunnah means A'atikad It means belief That's it have Those six articles And the three For them that's sunnah According to the scholars of Aqidah. And for You have a kitab called Kitabu sunnah by who? Khalal You have a kitabu al-sunnah by who? imam al-barbahari Shareh al-sunnah imam Ahmed Al-assul sunnah you have Kitab Sunnah by his son Abdullah ibn Ahmad ibn Hanbal Are you with me? Sarih al-Sunnah by Ibn Jalir al Tabari. So you have Kitab al Sunnah and all of it's Aqidah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's opposite of Bidah. Opposite to Bidah. So if they say this is sunnah, they mean if you don't if you do opposite to this, you're falling into innovation. Are we all together? In other words, when the Prophet ﷺ said to the companions My ummah will be divided into 73 sects. 73 groups. All of the groups are in the hellfire except, except one. The companions, they said Qala, Who's this one group that's going to be saved? The statements that came from the Prophet ﷺ one narration says that he said "Al the group. What did he say? The group The scholars they asked Who were the group that day? Him and his companions Another riwayah explains that What did he say? Anyone who is upon that Which I and my companions are upon So what I am upon means my sunnah And the sunnah of my rightly guided Khulafa and companions So if you want to be saved You don't have to be from a particular country from a particular background, you don't have to look in a particular way, all that is needed from you is to be upon the way that the Prophet was upon and the companions were upon. You don't have to sign a contract somewhere, you don't have to be part of a particular group and have a particular name or dress in a particular way, none of that. All that is needed from you is to be upon the way that the Prophet was and his what? And his companions. And then the scholars when they, they mean that sunnah. That way is the sunnah. And anything other than that is innovation. Does that make sense? Has everyone understood that point? And then when ulama al aqeedah say sunnah, they mean the Prophet's way and his companion's way, that's sunnah. Anything other than that, what is it? Innovation. Anything other than that is newly invented matters. Sahih. So manhaj, is it the same as the word aqeedah? Or are they interchangeably used? Eh? Ah, Manhaj and aqeedah, are they both the same? Scholars, they say That i'tiqad aqeedah and manhaj Are synonyms, that can be used interchangeably But it's also a difference as well The difference is Aqeedah is the theoretical side And manhaj is the practicality now the applying of what you learn. Does that make sense? So, aqidah is what? The theory. Because all of these six that we mentioned, they're all beliefs in your heart. And the three that we mentioned, what are they? Concepts that you believe. Theory. Take the theories in. Manhaj is now you apply. Hey, فضل. Go apply the aqidah that you learned. Apply in what way? By respecting the companions. Let's see you respect it. Are you with me? That's manhaj. You're applying what you learnt. So it's not just theory, but it's what? That application they call it manhaj. Does that make sense? Even the word tawheed, even though it's interchangeably used with aqeedah, there's also a difference as well. There's a difference. How many articles of faith did we just say right now there were? What's the first one? Tawheed is only that one. And Tukmina Billah is only Tawheed. And Aqidah is the, the, all of them, all the six together. Are you with me? So, which one's more holistic? Aqidah and Tawheed is specific. But they also can be used interchangeably. Because there's a Qa'idah which is, but we don't want to go into that right now. It's too much, okay? We don't want to go into that. We just want to know Tawheed and Aqidah mean the same. Maybe Ta'ala in our next levels we'll study. The differences. Let's first of all know that they're the same for now. Does that make sense? It'll be beneficial for you because knowing the books, even if you don't memorize it, to note it down will help you in the future. If you want to look into this issue more, you will always know where to go to. It will always benefit you. At least to know one or two books that are written in this particular name is very good. Are you will. Ah, how did the muhaddithun? I slipped my mind. Barakallah fiq. The muhaddithun they define it as ma uẓīfa ilā Nabi sallallāhu alayhi wasallam min qaul, or fīl, or taqrir, or sifat khulūqiyah or khilqiyah. Anything that's attributed to the Prophet sallallahu in terms of speech, action speech، oh, in action، أو صفة or characteristics. Whether those characteristics are two types: the way Allah created him, the way that the Prophet used to walk according to the Hadith and Sunnah, the way he used to eat, the way that when he would speak to somebody he would turn his whole body. And the Prophet never, never talk to somebody from the corner of his head. Some people when they talk to you they look at you and say, okay. If Nabi Muhammad was talking to somebody. He would move fully and look at the person And then he would talk to them According to scholars of hadith This is a sunnah Are we all together? If the Prophet was fascinated with something كفه, He would always he would turn his hands around like this This is a sunnah according to the who? Scholars of hadith Are we all together? Also his manners And how he carried himself According to scholars of hadith What is this? It's a sunnah So you see each subject, each people They define something different Fuqaha they define it as The person who does it Gets rewarded and if he leaves He doesn't get punished Sunnah means voluntary as we call it It's a synonym of what? Nawafil Voluntary act like the sunnah before fajr, we call it sunnah before fajr, right? Because you don't have to pray it, but it's highly recommended. That's the when we say sunnah before fajr, what language, who, whose usage are we using right now? Fuqaha, we're talking about the fuqaha. Are we all together? But if somebody says to you, for example, it's a sunnah to eat with your right hand, what do they mean by that? Huh? Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it voluntary to eat with your right hand? Do you have to eat with your right hand? I don't understand what sunnah that I just used here According to the what? I'm using according to the muhadithun. I'm not using according to the fuqaha Are we all together? Pay attention to that Some people they hear it and they say sunnah Oh Allahumma barik. I don't have to do it Ha huh, huh, huh. huh. They all believe it's a source of legislation. they don't deny it. What's the four categories of sunnah? the Sunnah? No, no, the Sunnah defined by the Hadith, the Usuliyin, Fuqaha, and the scholars of Aqeedah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's for all of them. Or all of them, yes. Or all of them, yes. All see as a source of 11. But the scholars of Aqeedah will not be talking about Sunnah as a source of legislation. They're already, That's not their discussion now. You want to talk about whether it's a source of legislation? You talk about that in Usul Fiqh. You get it? Scholars of aqeedah, you've already accepted it's a source of legislation. Hmm. Wa alaykum When we're sitting together, it's not from the Sunnah to say salam alaykum because we're all here together. We we're together. We salam is for when somebody comes in and somebody leaves. Or it's the first time I'm seeing somebody Or an object gets between me and you while we're walking Then to see me again you say salam alaikum But in a gathering we're all together If you come in you say salam alaikum But if you're sitting somewhere It's not from the sunnah to say salam alaikum Sunnah meaning here it's a It's a what? It's a bid'ah It's an innovation to do it When you meet somebody, it's not your job to test them. You not to test people when you meet them. And uh, note down their aqeedah. What do you believe regarding this? This is not your job to test people. The asal for the Muslim, the person, is that they're free from criticism. The asal is salama. Sahih. al baraatul asliya You judge the person bima zahara lana. That which he brings out to you. Are we all together? But you do have the rights when you're studying with somebody. And now that you want to take knowledge from that person. We're not talking about the general mass. We're talking about a person you want to take knowledge from. You have the right, as a student, to ask that person aqeedah-related questions. In order to know that you're taking your religion from a pure source. But you don't say that to a person you just met in a cafe shop and you're sitting or you meet them in a mall and you ask them aqeedah-related questions. Are we all together? As for the person that you're taking knowledge from You have the right to ask them the related question Because of the statement of the Salaf in al الْأَمْرَ عَمَّنْ تَأْخُذُونَ دينكم. You don't want to take your, the wrong concepts into your religion So you have the right to ask it But you have to watch the way that you ask And the person should be more than happy to answer your questions He should be What? facilitating, and more than happy to answer your question you shouldn't be worried to answer it well, the scholars were before asked about their aqidah and they would write books and Imam Al-Muzani, the great Shafi'i scholar, he wrote his kitab, Sharh al-Sunnah when he was asked about his aqidah, he didn't hesitate he wrote straight away, so this is my belief Are we all together and Imam Al-Tahawi, Rahimahullah Imam Al-Tahawi, the great scholar he wrote, he's not only his aqidah, but aqidah of his imams Ahmad ibn Hasan al-Shaybani and Abu Hanifa He said, This is the belief that they held, and this is the belief I hold. Are we all together? Asal is when it comes to issue of ibadat When it comes to Matters of worshipping Allah and getting close To Allah, the asal is you're not Allowed to do it unless you have evidence Does that make sense If it's an act of worship You're not allowed to do it unless you have What? Evidence That's the Default position Because why? Ibadah is based on two things, something Allah Loves and is what? Pleased with why are you doing this? Because Allah loves it And Allah is Pleased with it How do you know Allah loves this? And how how do you know Allah is pleased with this? If you don't have an evidence for it Only Allah can tell you I love this and I'm pleased with this صح? So when it comes to matters of ibadah What do you need? Evidence Are we all together? What do you need? Evidence So when you do something Say my evidence is this Allah said this And the messenger said this Does that make sense? So the person who does an act of worship, he needs to provide the evidence. The opposite is when it comes to worldly issues. The worldly issues, the default position is that you can't do it unless proven otherwise. If me and you are walking in the middle of the desert and we see an animal that we've never seen, it's got five eyes. First time we've ever seen it. The default position is that we can eat it unless you bring an evidence that I can't eat it. Does that make sense? Huh? This is called استصحاب علامة علامة When it comes to business, what's the asal? Business trading. What's the, the asal is permissible. A business trading, the asal is that it's permissible and you can do this kind of trading and the person who says to you, it's haram, you can't buy this or you can't sell this, they have to bring the evidence. They shouldn't send you the evidence and send you homework. Now you say to them, you've now said it's haram, bring the evidence. لكن عبادات the acts of worship is the opposite. You're not allowed to do it unless you bring in evidence. Does that make sense? Okay, please repeat the,
1: same
0: point. Ah. repeat the one question one more time. Which uh, clear? Which point? What is ah. the qaida is al-āṣlū fi al أَمَا فِي الْعِبَادَاتِ الْحَذَرُ The asal in ibadat is that you're not allowed to do it. Meaning, you can't do something in the religion unless you have evidence for it. If it's something you want to get closer to Allah by, you have to have evidence for it. Does that make sense? The evidence is qala Allah, اللَّهِ قَالَ الرَّسُولُ Allah said and His Messenger said. Sah? As for worldly issues, worldly issues, You are allowed to marry whoever you want You are allowed to buy and sell whatever you want You are allowed to eat whatever you want All of these are permissibility unless proven otherwise Are you with me? You can eat what type of food you like If somebody comes up to you and says to me Says to you pork is haram You have to say what's your evidence And then he has to bring you the ayah And says to you khamar, khinzeer All of them are haram when he brings the evidence You say I hear and I obey Does that make sense? So Sunnah here means Aqidah It's outside the Aqidah But that's the, the linguistic meaning of Seerah so in other words, yes, anyone who goes against the sunnah, according to, according to the scholars of aqidah, naam, he's out of the way of the Prophet ﷺ. He's upon innovation. According to the scholars of aqidah, naam. But not according to the fuqaha. Fuqaha is you can leave the sunnah if you want to. Shall we stop here, inshallah ta'ala? Oh, very big, yes, naam. No. We ha- I think we have another class, right? Uh, uh last question. here. Uh, my question is connected to the brother's question. How can they share the phone after For example, in my own country, when somebody says Allah is everywhere, they mean to say is He has to be Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These kind of issues Insha'Allah ta'ala As you can all see We're now starting a madhal An introduction right Our plan is to do an overview These are issues insha'Allah ta'ala That will be tackled more In related to a particular book If we're studying it. Does that make sense if we come to a particular book and we come to these masai, these particular issues, we'll bring the evidence, we'll discuss it, we'll go through it in more details. I don't want to take away from it by mentioning an answer now, but it doesn't suffice properly because we haven't, taken it in a, we haven't taken it in a particular book. The point for this right now isn't to study Aqeedah. We're not studying Aqeedah. Are we studying Aqeedah? No. We're doing an overview of Aqeedah. What does it mean? What are the books that are written in it? How did it form, format? What stages did it go through? So later when we study Aqeedah book, you understand very well what this subject deal with, deals with. Does that make sense? And last but not least, the ultimate goal of Aqeedah is that what we all want at the end of the day Is that Allah takes everybody to what? To Jannah Our goal is that Allah guides and gives everybody a place in what? Jannah Our goal is not that we make it to Jannah And everybody else, you know You're destroyed and you're from the deviated group That's not our aim Does that make sense? So when you learn these Aqeedah points Your biggest effort and your goal is to take the best approach in making sure that you install install this information in the best of way. Some people have grown up not studying aqidah in their entire life. And if you just come in a wise way to explain these points, some people are willing to take it. They've never studied it. They've never heard of it. And if you come and you explain it calmly and collectively, and you bring these points with the evidence, inshallah ta'ala, which you'll see, they're more than happy to take it. They're what? They're more than happy to take it. Inshallah ta'ala, we have another class after this, which is a madkhal in Usul al Tafsir or Ulum al Qur'an, the science of the Qur'an, inshaAllah ta'ala. And then after that, we can take questions and answers for both of the classes if you want more.